Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. So we are continuing our series, or, or it's, it's kind of a three-part series, if you will, uh, of talking about catechesis, which is a word that I introduced to you last week if you weren't familiar with that word. Catechesis, it's, it's a word that means Christian learning. But there's another way that we can look at the word catechesis. And what catechesis does, it it helps us to echo the faith. And what I mean by that is that that when we have confirmation classes or or, or when we talk about learning about our faith, we we do these things to help us echo what it is that, that we believe. In other words, a way to say that, it's a way for us to internalize our faith. One of the practices that, that I love to do before uh, we, I came to uh, Roy City five years ago is that we would always have the Lord's Prayer and the Apostles' Creed written inside the worship bulletin. I've, I've been wanting to do that since we're here, but right now we're, we're not, we don't have any bulletins. Uh, but uh, we didn't have room to actually fit that in with all the other stuff that is going on in the life of our church. And the reason why I wanted to do that was for a, a particular reason is that sometimes someone who, who may be new to the faith or, or somebody who, who's not fully or, 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 or comfortable in their faith that, that needs to pray, if they had the bulletin close by, they can grab it and they could say the Lord's Prayer. It was there written for them to, to, to share those words. And the same thing with the creed. Sometimes it's great to just have the opportunity to, to recite these words together to help firm up what it is that you believe so that you can move forward in your faith. The early training guides of the church, when, when the church was getting started, they would use three different things to help firm up their members' faith or, or their, their new converts' faith, and that would be the Ten Commandments, uh, Jesus' words on the Sermon Mount, and the Apostles' Creed. All three of these things, this form of, of catechesis was a way for them to strengthen their faith, to step out as disciples of Jesus Christ. So as we prepare to begin talking about the Apostles' Creed, I invite you to go to God in prayer with me. Let us pray. Well, God, today we are reminded of that first person in the Trinity, God the Father, and how great His faithfulness is for each and every one of us. And through His love and through His grace, He is mighty to save each and every one of us. So, Lord, as we continue in our worship, we pray that You let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing In your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. A couple of words. 
Creeds matter. Creeds matter. That's why we see them all the time in, in advertisings. You know, we may call them slogans, but, but, but what the advertisers are hoping that we do is, is we hold on to a, a certain phrase, and, and when it is that we desire something, we, we remember that, that slogan or, or that creed, and, and we head out and we buy that product. There are several, several good slogans that are out there, and, and see if you can match up the slogan with the product. The first one, probably really easy, just do it. That's, that's Nike, right? Okay. Think different. Apple, that's apples, okay? Couple of uh, more difficult ones. The happiest place on earth, Disneyland. And then here, this one might be a little tricky. This is more of a more recent one. Only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual. I see that all the time during baseball games. So that's just stuck into my head. You know, our, our church, Roy City First United Methodist Church, we have a, a slogan. We have a creed. And, and it's, it's something that, that we share and I've preached on several times. It's, it's our vision, you know, to be God's. You belong here, worshiping together, growing in faith, and serving with heart. That, that, that's a creed. So when, when we go out and somebody asks us what it is about your church, we can give that answer. You know, we are here to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, but the way that we do that, that shows people who we are. You know, I grew up in a uh, Lutheran home, and uh, the Apostles' Creed was something that was always a part of, of my life. And, and a funny story about that, uh, one of the things that I remember about my home church, Our Redeemer Lutheran Church, was that we would have communion in both services on the first and third Sunday of the month. Then on the second and fourth Sunday, the second Sunday we had communion on the early service, and then the fourth Sunday communion was on in, in the second service. And, and the reason why I bring that up is because we would always recite two different creeds in our worship service. We would either recite the Apostles' Creed or we would recite the, the Nicene Creed. And one of the things that I picked up whenever I was in elementary school was that when we had communion, we always said the Apostles' Creed. Those Sundays that we didn't have communion, we would say the longer Nicene Creed. And I loved going to church on the Sundays that we said the Nicene Creed. And the reason why I loved going to church on those Sundays that we said the Nicene Creed was not because I had some affinity to the Nicene Creed. It's that I knew that the church service was going to be shorter because we were saying the longer Nicene Creed. So growing up with, with the creed as, as a part of who I am, it really surprised me in college when I uh, heard somebody playing a hammered dulcimer in one of the practice rooms, and I peeked my head in to hear what he was playing. 
I was fortunate enough to uh, go to college with Rich Mullins around the time that he was writing for his album, The Liturgy, The Legacy, and The Ragamuffin Band. And one of those songs that he wrote for that album was one that Third Day later recorded called Creed. And I remember uh, sneaking in and sitting in the practice room while he was playing, and he, he always loved when we did this. But, but he started to play, and, and I heard these familiar words re recite from him. And when he got done, he looked at me with a big old smile on his face and said, so what do you think of that? And I was like, well, that was the Apostles' Creed. He said, I know, isn't that great? I said, yeah, I, I, I guess that's great. But, but the, the creed wasn't something that, that really stuck out to me. What stuck out to me were words that he said in the middle during the chorus. And these words are as follows. Rich wrote, I believe what I believe. It makes me what I am. I did not make it. No, it is making me. It is the very truth of God and not the invention of any man. See, what we have to remember is that when we share in the Apostles' Creed, it's not something that, that we have made up. It's not something that, that, that came from man, but, but these are, are words that, that the gifting of the Holy Spirit has given to us so that we can live as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. You know, creeds have been around and a part of our faith for a long, long time. All you have to do is to go to the Old Testament, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, and we hear one of the very earliest first creeds that the, the Jewish people would say all the time. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. See, that this creed, or, or the Shema, as they call it, was so important is that they would make these little boxes called mezuzahs. And if you would go to Israel today, you would still see these little boxes on the doorposts of their homes or, or, or their rooms, and they would, be, they would touch this to remind them of this important creed that they were to live out. And then if we take a look at the very first creed of the church, it, it isn't the Apostles' Creed. It, it is a creed, a very short three-word creed that the disciples lived out and even spoke about in scriptures. And that creed is, Jesus is Lord. And, and if you would think about that time, that creed could get someone killed because while we um, say our allegiance is to Jesus or that Jesus is our Lord, it's ignoring the fact that what the world wanted them to bow down to was to Caesar or was to some other political leader. And, and yeah, that Jesus thing would be fine if you just kept him on a shelf, but make sure your full allegiance is to the leader to the person who is in power. But, but we as followers of Jesus Christ, we don't say that the government is our Lord. We say that we follow Jesus Christ. 
and, and what Jesus Christ tells us and teaches us, that is the Lord that we follow. And then the Apostles' Creed continues to help us build out what it means to us that Jesus is our Lord. Now, a funny thing or, or, or a, a very significant thing about the Apostles' Creed is that it is said in, in church tradition that the apostles helped to write this creed. Now, we know that that's not true, but the creed is made up of, of 12 different phrases, and each phrase is, is said to be given to us by one of the apostles, and I have it broken down here for us to, to look at. The very first phrase is what we're talking about today, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. The second phrase, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. The third, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. The fourth, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. The fifth, he descended to the dead. The sixth, the third day, he rose again from the dead. And the seventh, he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. The eighth, from there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. And then the ninth, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Number ten, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints. Number eleven, the forgiveness of sins. Number 12, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. These 12 statements are, are the statements that, that make up the Apostles' Creed. Now, it was originally uh, looked as a part of what was called the Roman symbol or the Roman creed in about the second century, and, and what we know came around as about the, the thousandth century or about one, in the year, around the year 1000. But it is definitely the, the earliest creed that people of God spoke. My hope and my prayer is as we continue to take a look at this creed, we can live out the words that J.D. Walt, who is a theologian, wrote, saying that these ancient creeds spoken by billions worldwide hold the capacity to focus, to protect, to connect, to unite, to remind and instruct and to form us into the very people of God. See, that's what the creed is for. It's not some filler that we throw into a worship service because we want to stretch out the time. No, it's to help remind us, to help us echo the faith so that we live as those who have been changed and molded and, and sculpted by these creeds. Now, I, I will tell you, we are not going to have a 12-part series on the Apostles' Creed, but we're going to divide it up into four different chunks. And today, we're going to, to quickly talk about that very first article of this creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You know, this creed would be very uh, easy for the world to stomach if, if part of the words were, were taken out of the creed. See, that all the world religions can, can agree that there is a God. So, if the creed just said, I believe in God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, there would be a lot of people that could fully agree with that statement. But, but there, is, there is two words 
in this creed that really makes it specifically a Christian creed that, that, that we hold on to. And those are the words, the Father. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. See, Christianity gives us a picture that, that God is not just this being that is just out there watching the world, but, but God continues to desire to be in relationship with His creation. One of the best pictures of, of this story is the picture of the prodigal son where we see this father who has a son who has rebelled against him and, and has taken off. And, and when life has turned so horrible for the son and he decides to come back, what do we see the father do? The father just doesn't stand there with his arms crossed and tapping his foot waiting for his son to come. No, the father takes off and runs towards his son to, to grab him in a, a huge embrace to welcome him home. To say that we believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, that is a, a bold statement. It says that we believe that, that God desires a, a relationship with us, that God wants us to know that he is more than just our creator, but he is a loving, compassionate father. Jesus in Mark chapter 14, 36, as he is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, he gives us this picture of who God is by calling him Abba, which is akin to calling God like Papa or, or Daddy. It's a very, very close connection. And when we think of the one who has created us with that close of affection, we can hold on to that love and grace from God. The New Testament writers, they continue to help us to see the connection that we have with our Father. First in Galatians chapter 4, verse 6, where Paul writes, and because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. That's saying that, that that spirit calls to us and, and allows us to call out to our God saying, Daddy, Father, we are here. And then Paul also writes in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption when we cry, Abba, Father. See, we're not slaves to our Creator, but our Creator has brought us in as children of God and has adopted us so that we too can cry out, Abba, Father, we are your children. And our God is not a wimp. The, the, the creed helps us continue to, to think about that, that our God, the Father Almighty, is that, that we bow down to an almighty and powerful God. As Psalm 145 verse 3 says, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can 
fathom. God's greatness is, is so powerful and so mighty that we are able to call this mighty God our Father. We know that everything that is around us is God's. And we are just called to be stewards of His creation. That gives us to the last part of this section of the creed. That God is the creator of heaven and earth. Looking at the very beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it shows that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, we can have arguments and, and, and debates about what exactly that means, but, but for us as followers of Jesus Christ, we say that we know that it is our God is the one that started this all. And because God is the one that started this all, we will place all of our allegiance to Him and to allow His love and grace to, to, to build us up so that we may be children of God. So, so how do we take this? How, how, do, how do we live this out in our lives? First and foremost, if, if we were to take the creed seriously, we would say, God, everything I have is yours. All that I have and all that I am, I, I, I give to you. And, and while there are many different things that are out in the world today that, that are competing for my allegiance, I pledge all that I have to you. That when I say that I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I am fully giving over to the fact that God Nothing that I have is really mine, but everything that I have is yours. And, and, and I pray that as your disciple, I am able to use all of this for your good and for your glory so that I can truly love you and truly love my neighbor. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for, for the ways that we are able to live out the creeds in our life. Oh God, we may have a creed that provokes us to go buy something or, or, or to support a certain movement. But Lord, help us to not let those creeds overtake the most important creed that we live as your disciples. That you are our Lord and you are God. And help us to use the words that are in the Apostles' Creed to help build our faith and to build our commitment to you. Help us to live as your disciples, to fully release what we have to you. And we pray this in the name of the one who loves and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.